Hey, welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Baseball Buds. I'm Richie, your host. Joining with me today is Matt, co-hosting. Today we're going to be talking about studs and duds from opening day weekend, um, some of our biggest disappointments, and some waiver wire pickups for you guys in redraft leagues as well as dynasty slash keeper leagues. Um, so let's get started with our icebreaker. Today's icebreaker is what is your biggest disappointment from opening day weekend? Matt, I'll let you take the floor. Yeah, thank you, Richie. Biggest disappointment for me on opening weekend is going to be the lack of games coming from the Nationals and the Mets. I was really excited to see those teams face off, and of course COVID came in and kind of squashed that opportunity for us. And it's looking like these upcoming games for the Nationals are actually going to be postponed as well, uh, kind of pushing their season back even further. But they'll get out there eventually. I lost a start from Strasburg, which kind of sucks. You know, those lose DeGrom as well in other leagues. Uh, it's part of the game this season. What about you, Richie? My biggest disappointment is Julian Merriweather stealing both of the save opportunities from Jordan Romano for the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, ever since Kirby Yates went down, um, Jordan Romano's been the guy I've been targeting um, as uh, a late person in drafts to get um for a reliever and it looks like he may not even be the guy anymore yeah it is disappointing i think we're going to see that bullpen play out a little bit throughout the year with yates being out i think they really like romano but i'm not sure that they want to give him that pressure role right away i think he definitely has the better arm but i mean they've got it done they took the series against the yankees it clearly worked merriweather was successful in his save attempt I think what you're going to have to do if you own Romano is probably piggyback him. Go out and grab Merriweather if you can, um, because we don't really have any answers at this point. We know that Romano's obviously deep in the bullpen. He's going to be pitching eighth, maybe ninth sometimes. But as of right now, it looks like Merriweather has got that save opportunity. Yeah, and the other thing is, is in the first save opportunity, um, Jordan Romano actually came in in a tie game. Um, pitched the ninth, ended up getting the win, and Merriweather came in um, for the 10th and secured the save. So um, a little premature, but we'll see how it goes. Let's move right along into our studs and duds. Um, let's start it off by talking about a few of our studs. We'll each give a, a few of our guys, um, and then we'll, we'll take it from there. So Matt, uh, give us uh, your first one or two studs, and then uh, we'll go back and forth here. Yeah, thanks, Richie. I think I'm going to go right into the Astros. They had a really great weekend against the Athletics, which I think we're really seeing what the Athletics are going to be this season. Not enough offense to really compete against those four said Astros. Bregman had a fantastic week. Uh, going through Saturday in our league, Bregman was at 21 points. Brantley as well. Brantley was at 19 points. You have two guys in that lineup looking like they're going to carry this offense. Correa didn't come out of the gate as much as I like. But with Bregman and Michael Brantley, you're going to have a really strong showing. And those of you that grab Brantley, kind of middle rounds, maybe late rounds, you're really getting a great return right now. Now, he is hurt, but I don't think that he's going to have an IL stint. Dusty Baker said that they're going to kind of see how it goes and, and kind of give him some time. He did pinch run today. Richie, what do you got for a couple studs right off the bat? Yeah, my first one is a guy who wasn't even on my radar, if I'm being honest, and that's Yerman Mercedes, catcher slash DH for the Chicago White Sox. He started his uh, debut uh, by going 5-for-5 five five with a run and four RBIs. He followed that up by going 3-for-4 with a home run and two RBIs. Um, and then today he's going he's went 0-for-2 um, against Otani right now. We're actually 
um, recording this on Sunday, April 4th during the game, and it's the top of the fifth, and Otani looks out of control. Um, but we're getting sidetracked here. But Mercedes um, had decent numbers in the minor leagues, and it just looks like one of those guys who never got a chance. Um, and now with Eloy out and Vaughn having to play outfield, they need somebody for DH. It looks like he's going to be the filler for the time being. I would definitely pick him up in both redraft and keeper leagues because um, who knows, he, I think he's 28, maybe yep, 27. 28 years old. Um, so, you know, it reminds me of Reese Hoskins when he came up. Um, kind of like a minor league journeyman. Um, I don't think he came up till he was 26 or 27, but um, you never know. We get guys like that every year. Mike Gostromski last year, um, I think Max Muncy the year before, maybe even three years ago. But these guys who just are minor league journeymen and just something clicks for them. Um, let's go with, uh, let's switch over and go to duds. And um, I'll let you take the floor, Matt. And it looks like, um, oh, wow. Otani is hurt. There was a play at the plate and um, just slid in and took Otani right off his feet. At least two, three errors, and now the game is tied 3 3. Um, so, anyways, uh, Matt, let's hear one, uh, one of your duds of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> just before we, we kind of transition to the duds, I wanted to just highlight Michael Taylor. First two home runs, first two games. Um, Taylor's looking like an all-star right now. Obviously, I don't think we expect to see Michael Taylor do this the rest of the season, but if you have occurred injuries or maybe your, your roster is ravaged with injuries, Michael Taylor might be a fun plug-and-play guy. Uh, again, I don't think you can expect for him to be the long-term solution, but just a nice name to throw out there. My duds are kind of plentiful. We're going to go ahead and start off with Fernando Tatis Jr. After signing the mega contract, through 16 at-bats, he's batting 188 with one home run, one RBI. Not a very good showing from our uh, our Tatis Jr. Keston Hira in the three games the Brewers have played is 0 for 11. Yikes. And that's kind of what we were worried about with Keston coming into the year. Following that up is Freddie Freeman, 0 for 9. And then Mr. Ronald Acuna does have two hits on the year, but he's 2 for 10. Not really getting into form. I think what we're seeing is just maybe some cold weather. The Phillies had some really good pitching performances against the Braves. I think that's showing in Acuna and Freeman's performance. We're going to have to kind of gauge them this coming week, see if they can get hot. But, man, I am really worried about Mr. Kesson Hira. What do you think, Richie, and some of uh, some of your duds? Yeah, first off with Tatis, I will mention he went two for four today with a home run. So maybe he's just off to a slow start. I'm not looking too much into it. Kesson Hira does worry me. Um, I think we had the strikeout issues with him in the past. And in his first two games, he has four strikeouts and eight appearances. Um, Freddie Freeman, I don't know worried about. Ronald Cunha, I feel like every spring he starts out slow and gets picked up in the summer. But my dud is going to be Dansby Swanson, a fellow Brave. He's starting out the year one for ten with a single, um, so not really getting going. Dansby Swanson's supposed to be a guy who hitting between 280 and 300 on a consistent basis. That's where people were drafting him in that 10 to 12 shortstop range. Not really looking for much power and more so for the batting average and the speed. And we're just not seeing that yet. So maybe it is the cold weather. Maybe it's just the Philly pitching staff. I know they did go up against Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, who had great performances. So something to keep an eye on. But those are Dansby Swanson is my disappointment. 
I think that whole Braves lineup just ran into heavy pitching. Even Eflin had a pretty good game, you know, and I don't know if we're going to see this continuously from the Phillies, but if they can do this on a regular basis, they are going to win this division kind of runaway, right? Um, and again, opening weekend, it's not to jump to conclusions, but very impressive what the Phillies pitchers were able to do. And my other uh, dud of the week is going to be Trevor Rosenthal. Decided he wanted to have shoulder inflammation the day of opening day when rosters locked before players could um, swap him out and put him on the IL. So we didn't even get to see him pitch. Followed by Jake Diekman, who went in his lone appearance, went two, two-thirds innings and gave up two earned runs, three hits, a walk, and but he did have two strikeouts. So... The A's relief pitching staff in general just is a dud for me. Yeah, it's and I watched a few of those games this weekend, A's and Astros, and they're just not the same A's. And I think once Rosenthal gets back and Deakman gets back into his setup role, we might be able to see a different team. But hitting, too, they just don't have any firepower. And, again, it's early. We don't want to have too much of an overreaction. But I agree, man. He Rosenthal burned me in not only one league but two leagues. Um, but again, I had a feeling about him kind of coming into this season. I had said to you there was something that worried me, not having been built up in spring training, and we saw that with the inflammation. All right, moving along, are there any other studs or does you want to talk about before we get into waiver wire pickups, Matt? I kind of just wanted to touch on Gavin Lux. Uh, hasn't hit a home run, hasn't had crazy counting stats for the start of the 2021 season. He is hitting 375. I really like what I've seen from Lux, I think he's going to be a staple in that lineup moving forward. I was really concerned if he got off to a slow start with as hot of a spring as Chris Taylor had, that we were going to see him lose some playing time. But I think Gavin Lux is going to be a focal point of this offense. And uh, Lux owners, I think you're finally going to be rewarded for being patient. And before we move on to waiver wire pickups, the last stud who I forgot about earlier is Nicholas Cassianos. He is starting the season six for 11, two home runs, five RBIs, and six runs. Um, he is just killing it right now. Um, I, I did think that he was going to be a sleeper slash breakout this year, but I did not think he was going to have a hot start like this. So I am fairly pleased with that. Um, so let's move on to waiver wire pickups. Um, I'm going to start off, um, I mentioned before, is Yerman Mercedes. If he's available in your league, I would go ahead and grab him if you can. He's 33% rostered on ESPN. Um, not sure what he is on other sites at this moment, but there's still a chance if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday, he may still be available. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I'm using one of our leagues as reference. It's a 10-team, and it's a very shallow bench, but I think it gives a good reference for kind of just the, the novice fantasy baseball player. I'm going to start off with pitching. I think Yusei, Yusei Kikuchi had a fantastic showing this past week, and I think we're going to see a lot of that high-velocity, high strikeout from Kikuchi this year. I'm hoping maybe year three in the big leagues we're finally going to see him kind of take control of the strike zone. With that Mariners offense, there might be some concerns. Obviously, Richie and I both like Ty France a lot. I'm a big Dylan Moore fan. Uh, obviously, Mitch Haniger should come back and rebound. So you might actually have some run support with Kikuchi. Also, if John Means is out there, fantastic performance over the weekend against the Red Sox. The Red Sox looked absolutely pathetic in their showing. If John Means is out there, I think you're going to get the best season John Means has had in the major leagues this year. Obviously, again, big concern for me is run support. Who else do you have for us, Richie? 
Yeah, I'm going to keep it um, on the starting pitching side, and I'm going to go with Trevor Rogers, starting pitcher for the Miami Marlins. For the Miami Marlins, he is pitching tomorrow against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, he's pretty much uh, locked up a rotation spot with Sixto Sanchez dealing with shoulder issues and Eliezer Hernandez um, dealing with some injuries after today's start. Um, he always had great strikeout rate, I believe 30 to 35%. Um, so he works for both dynasty and, uh, redraft leagues. Very interested to see what he's at. He's only 16.8% rostered on ESPN. And I'm very curious to see how, how he does. Let's, uh, let's hear one of the batters you got for us, Matt. Yeah. So I kind of aforementioned Mitch Hanniger. I think if you're looking again for maybe some depth in the outfield, maybe you had an injury at your utility, maybe Brian Hayes went out or maybe you're waiting for Juan Soto to come back. I think Hanniger is a great option. We had also mentioned Michael Taylor. And again, this is really deep leagues. Michael Taylor might be worth a plug and play. He's going to, for the first time in his career, get full-time playing opportunity in Kansas City. And he's going to be out there with Andrew Benatendi. I really kind of like this Royals team. I like the opportunity they have to score runs in that lineup. I think it'll be fun to watch that lineup throughout the year. They have some mashers, but they also have a lot of guys that are going to hit 280 to 300. I think you get some good counting stats out of Michael Taylor. I would have said Rymel Tapia as well. Kid has unbelievable athleticism. He had a hit in all three of his first games until he smashed into the wall today and injured himself. So obviously that's not somebody we want to go after, but watch for him. If he comes back from that injury, maybe midweek, put in a waiver opportunity for him because the Rockies look better than they were advertised as going against those Dodgers. Richard, do you have anybody else that you're looking to pick up? Uh, Yeah, there's one more guy, but he's more so for really deep leagues and more so for the dynasty slash keeper folks out there, and that's Jonathan India. He won an opening day roster spot by taking over second base, and that happened because they moved Enahenio Suarez over to short and then Mike Moustakas to third. And I was a little skeptical um, based on he had a great spring training, but he's actually uh, backed it up by going 5 for 11 with two RBIs and a run. Uh, He was not going to provide much power at all for you, but I do think he can be uh, maybe 260 to 280. Um, average hitter and um, give you some uh, a, d- a decent upside um, a low floor high ceiling but yeah what do you think about Jonathan India Matt? India was highly touted coming out of Florida he was the fifth overall pick and I think it's taken him a little while to kind of ascend to the big leagues he was drafted in 2018 hasn't had fantastic showing in the minor leagues in 18 19 and then obviously last year he was at the alternate training site I think India is going to be a poor man's, what we thought Nick Sanzel was supposed to be. Um, I like him. You know, Sanzel has proven that he cannot stay in the lineup. I saw him in the game over the weekend dive for a ball, and next thing you know, he's out of the game again. I think India could be, like you said, maybe 14-team leagues, a guy that you put on the bench and provide some great opportunity for you, maybe middle of the season. Two guys that I'm actually planning to pick up tomorrow um, and this doesn't necessarily have to be deep leagues. Our, one of our leagues is pretty deep, and that's the league I'm grabbing these guys. I think now's the time to get Nate Lowe. Uh, Nate Lowe. 
Nate Lowe has performed very highly over the weekend with the Rangers. They move him up in the lineup quite a bit. I think he was hitting sixth or seventh on opening day. He has had a nice showing. And then Adrian Morjan of the Padres is going to be filling in until Denilson Lamette retires. I mean, comes back. <laughs> and let's be real. I don't know that Denilson Lamette pitches this year. Um, it's it's a concern when you have a strained UCL, when you're placed on the injured list with that, even though it's only precautionary for him to kind of build up. We've talked about it. We just don't see him going, what did we say, over 80 innings? I said he pitches no more than 50 innings. Yeah. That was my bold prediction. And I, I don't think you're wrong. And I think Adrian Morjan was a very highly touted prospect just a couple of years ago. He started to fall down that prospect list because of a lack of ability in the big leagues. But when you come up as a 20-year-old, usually you struggle. So he's going to get an opportunity actually tomorrow to pitch. I want to grab him, and I encourage any of you to grab him before that start because if he has a really strong performance, I think he gets Matt? another shot. All right. The last thing I want to touch on is some relievers to pick up. Um, We mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but you could go ahead and take a flyer on Julian Merriweather if he is the closer. He is only rostered in 6.6% of leagues in ESPN. Otherwise, if players like Diego Castillo are still out there, he would be my main priority. He appears to be the closer for the Tampa Bay Rays with Nick Anderson out for the time being. Um, He is 53% rostered. Otherwise, Mark Melanson appears to be the guy for San Diego. He is 50% rostered. And then I'm looking at Hector Neris. It appears he's going to be the number one guy in Philly, followed by Archie Bradley. It was appeared to be some sort of committee, but it looks like he's going to be the guy. What do you think about those uh, options, and what would be your order of which you would be prioritizing out of those relievers? Yeah, I would definitely go Castillo. Uh, had two save over the weekend, looked great. And in that raised bullpen, you have a lot of opportunity for variance, but I really think that they're going to trust him at least for a little bit of the way and then maybe shake it up. I think Merriweather, also a great option. But again, without having seen a, a detailed track record for him, you know, I, I'd be cautious. I think a big one in Dynasty Leagues to go out and grab is going to be Reyes from St. Louis. Richie and I had talked about him a little bit off air this week, and there's some concerns about his opportunity to be the closer until Hicks comes back. But I think what you're looking at is a guy that's going to get stretched out. He may get some spot starts from July through September. He's going to be back in that rotation barring injury next year, and a lot of people have given up on him. So I think if you can go out there, pick him up, this would be a great opportunity. And again, I mean, we're two, three years removed from him being one of the most highly touted players in the game and then going through those injuries. So I'd go Castillo, Mary Merriweather, and then Reyes. The last person, if you didn't listen to us before, um, Ty France is still widely available. He's in only rostered in thirty six point one percent ESPN leagues. He is one of the most added players um, with twenty percent increase, and he did um, nothing to hurt his chances with a hit in every single game. He has three runs, a home run, and two RBIs. Um, so he's he's almost on the way to becoming Matt's MVP uh, for this year. Yeah, I mean, I love myself some Ty France. He's hitting over 300. He's got the home run. You know, it's early, but we're looking at maybe a 30, 195 RBI season, you know? I can get behind that since I have <laughs> uh, a few shares of Ty France. Yeah, maybe we'll book you a flight to the Eiffel Tower and you can take him with you. 
to the Eiffel Tower. I'm not sure that would be Ty's <laughs> first choice, but sure, why not? Because uh, it's in France. Get it? No, okay. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we wrap up, Matt? No, I think we covered a little bit amount. It wasn't a crazy active uh, opening weekend. We had a lot of injuries, and I know I have six or seven guys currently either on the IL or day-to-day. It's a very like tough start to the season. Anyone out there that is going through the same struggles, don't give up. The season's a very long season. A lot of options out there on the waiver wire. Think about building your team and your roster constructively. And if you're in dynasty leagues, you know what? You might just have to suck it up and take some losses until your guys get back. But remember, it's a long season. Keep playing it out. All right. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care.